Today on the podcast, we'll be focusing on the hustle and what it takes to become a driving instructor. On the show with me, I have Natalie Riley, who's a highly skilled approved driving instructor based in Drogheda and Balbriggan. Don't go anywhere. Hi, and welcome to Lolly Secrets, a place where we work towards becoming a better version of ourselves by aligning expectations with reality, with a key focus on our self-development journey. If you haven't already, go on and subscribe to our podcast for more of our content. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Okay, so Natalie, I just want you to give us a little bit of information. You tell us, how did you go about deciding that you wanted to be a driving instructor? How did this strike you? When did this happen? This happened, oh God. So this was not like a natural thing that I had ever really planned on doing. This was as far from a career option as it could have been. Nothing I went to wanted out of school or college or nothing like that. This happened about, it would be about a year and a half ago now. I had just come out of trying to get back into college to go to become a teacher. Okay. Um, so I had to reset certain leaving cert exams, school exams to get that done. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the result I wanted out of one of the tests. So that meant that if I don't get the result I want out of all of them, then I don't get the college option at all. Mm. Really wanted to be a teacher. So that's a bit of a bummer yeah I can imagine Um, because like yeah how does someone go oh okay I want to be a teacher oh no wait driving instructor like how like (laughs) (laughs) left or right like how does that even happen tell me I know yeah but like the the board of wanting to teach was always there is basically Mm. the takeaway from from that right Mm. um and in and around the same time, I'm talking, like give or take a couple of months, my partner was going to sit her driving test mm. and she had her own car. Mm. So she was able to get out in her own time quite a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. her dad would come with us as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> her dad, he'll probably like make fun of me if I see listens to this, but her dad can be a little bit um, impulsive with his reactions sometimes. Uh-huh. And like if she's doing something wrong or if he can't hear that the signal is on, he'll kind of like not. How do I say this without offending it? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it can be a bit kind of intimidating. Mm. And she's a bit of an anxious, well, she was an anxious driver as well. So it mm. wasn't the best mix. So when I could, I'd kind of chime in and just tell her what to do mm. in a more calm manner, I suppose you could say. Mm. And then come the end of the lesson, her and her dad would kind of be saying to me separately, you know, maybe driving instructing is something you should be thinking about because the information you're giving is correct. It's still what her dad wanted to say. It's just being said in a different way her dad was basically teaching her how to drive and then freaking her out and then you were the one kind of filtering that information in a calmer tone is that what was happening kind of yeah now this is like after her 12 edt lessons this is just running up to the test so this is like trying to get around some testing routes and practice maneuvers and that type of thing so she Ah. knows how to drive she's done Mm. the lesson Mm. but still kind of panicky and anxious about being Mm. on the road in general you know yeah Yeah. so that's what i'm trying to filter out of it Mm. but yeah so a couple of lessons in with the three of us and the two of them are saying to me kind of separately maybe this is something you should be looking into kind of researching because it seems to suit your vibe and you wanted to do the teaching and this is teaching it's just teaching in a different like not teaching in the classroom I guess yeah right yeah and me personally I've always loved to drive I, my dad taught me how to drive when I was I don't even know how old I was I was fresh out of school though it was 2011 mm. um I started learning how to drive so I've been driving a really long time and I've always always loved it and then it was my partner's dad who one day actually just researched how to become a driving instructor for me I wasn't really paying much attention to like the comments and the compliments they were giving me I was like oh yeah that's cool thanks for like thinking that of me mm. but not really giving it much serious attention not really thinking that a that's a career that's like possible for me to get into mm. or B even if I got into it even if I qualified I don't think that's something that would fulfill me for as a career which no. is weird because now it's like such a different view I, I have on it that's he so started bizarre. looking into it for me and he literally just showed me his laptop one day and was like I found this online and it looks like you have to do these tests and like clear through these exams and and get this stuff done and then you're qualified and you can go with a franchise or you can go independent and you know once you're qualified through the RSA you can you can go either avenue and it's kind of only when he put it in front of me that I really started to think about it seriously and think oh yeah okay maybe this is something I could go for okay so Natalie I'm going to take you back a little bit because you said quite a lot of stuff there which is quite fascinating so first of all you said Mm -hmm. that your dad taught you how to drive initially 
mm-hmm. you know, you enjoy driving and you've always enjoyed mm-hmm. driving from what you said. So my question yeah. to you, first of all, is when you started driving, when you did your tests, how yeah. well did you do initially? Okay, so I failed my first driving test. This is me as a registered driver. Failed my first one by one mark. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can relate to all normal drivers oh, yeah. like us. That okay, for guys. sure. Like and you know, it was you're like just a normal person, coffin. just like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you know what the nail in the coffin was, and it's wow. like honestly one of the most embarrassing things you could fail over is that I thought I was on a road that was a thirty-kilometer road, mm-hmm. but it was actually a fifty-kilometer road. It's oh, very deceiving no. unless you really know the area you're, mm. I was brought to. So I was actually going too slow, and that was oh, the mark that no. ended it all. So yeah, that that was a bit embarrassing to hear the tester say that to me. Oh, but um, no. yeah, failed the first one. Um, but then I was it really just drove me to get this again because I was like nope I'm not giving up I'm getting this done let me just go for it again keep up with the momentum let's let's go like I put a lot of time a lot of money a lot of effort yeah so um I got in contact with the RSA and I asked to put on the cancellation list for the testing center I was I was using and I got another test for seven days time Mm. um so I got in touch with my instructor, made sure his car was able to to be used for the test because mm-hmm. I had no way of practicing outside of his car, which also wasn't the most convenient way to learn how to drive. But that's and a this thing. is my problem too right now, Natalie. Yeah, as you yeah. you well know. But anyway, we'll get into all of that in a little bit. So back yeah, to what you were saying. It's not yeah. ideal. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not because like time is of the essence with exactly. anything, but especially with something like driving. So yeah. I was one of those as well. I didn't have a car to practice in my own time it wasn't yeah. on anyone else's insurance just yeah. had the instructor's car to deal with so I made sure his car was free for the second test and it was did I think another one if not two pre-tests with him during that week of waiting um and I went back and passed the second time and only got one mark against me that time mm. so I had really gone for redemption um and I was really really happy with it um yeah it was it was class it's honestly one of the best moments of my life it's having the relief of the tester telling me that I passed the test it was mm. amazing it was class. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned about how, you know, after doing the research, you, he saw that, you know, you could either go franchise. Or independent. Exactly. Or independent after doing yeah. the exam. So yeah, first yeah. of all, I want to understand some things. Mm-hmm. I know that there's like different stages, right? Correct. I think there's something called, it's an ADI. Can you talk me through yes. that? Yes, 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 absolutely. So if somebody um, wanted to be a driving instructor, for example, so what yeah, do they have Yeah, pretty to much. Do? Yeah, so ADI stands for Approved Driving Instructor. So like okay. I am an ADI, okay? Oh, okay. And in order, yeah. <laughs> and in order to become an ADI, you have to first fill out like an application form and give them your driving license details and your address and all your personal information, basically. Yeah. And you have to go through guard of vetting as well. And once that all comes back clear, you've got three main exams to go through and to pass. Mm-hmm. So the first one is a theory test. The second one is driving test. And the third one is an instructional ability test. So the theory test is is 100 questions across I think it's five different categories is it the and same categories that we have there's extra ones though there's um there's stuff about actual instructional ability on the theory test as well okay. and like how the EDT program how the EDT course is structured and the order things have to be done in and, and that type of thing so it definitely does follow on from the standard theory test but there's a whole lot more added into it for obvious okay. reasons you know Okay. So you've got a hundred questions there. I'm almost certain it's five categories, and you've got to pass each category within the test to pass overall. Mm. So, like, say it is five categories. If you only pass four out of the five, you've failed the whole thing. Oh wow! So you have to pass everything within the test, mm. and that lasted. I'm pretty sure it's an hour and a half they give you, and mm. um, to sit the test, and that's 150 euros to do that. Wow! And you get the result then and there. So it's the same theory test center you'd go into as if you're sitting it to get your provisional license. Yeah. And you go in. You get the results straight after you sit the test and you come out of the computer room and you know the piece of paper is there being printed off for you okay so once that's done you go for your driving test and that was honestly the hardest part of the whole thing for me was the driving test because there's so much in it it lasts about my my driving test for this lasted about 90 minutes i'm pretty sure it can last anything between 60 and 100 but yeah it was about an hour and a half for me and they take you on all different road types including the motorway you still have to do hill start you still have to do a turnabout you still have to do a reverse around the corner on the left but you also have to do a reverse around the corner on the right you have to do a parallel park and you have to do an emergency stop so there's some added maneuvers in there as well 
not only to show that you can control the car completely and, and your confidence in doing so, but really honing in on the emergency stop when I reference this, but to make sure that if things are about to go wrong, you can take over from the left-hand side of the car. Because mm-hmm. obviously we drive on the right here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So my dual pedals, I can still chime in if something isn't happening the way it should from the learner. Amen to that. Because those yeah. pedals, God, that, that got <laughs> me a few times. You remember when I had those moments when I was just about to start yeah. like glitching and you just went... Ch-ch-ch. Boom. Yeah. Like, Thank God. Because I was yeah, having yeah. a mental breakdown at that point. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's what they're there for. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, um, I yeah. have to use them on the regular. So, yeah, money well spent with the dual pedals for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the final stage is the instructional ability test. So this one, it lasts approximately 60 minutes, as far as I'm, I can remember. And it's split into two different sections. Mm-hmm. For both sections, I would be in the passenger seat and the tester is in the driver's seat. And what the tester does is the tester will pull in and they'll give me a scenario. Mm-hmm. Maybe say, OK, I'm your student. I've seen you for a couple of lessons. And on our last lesson, you told me that we were going to be going through roundabouts today. And mm-hmm. um, so when I say go or whatever the reference point is, mm-hmm. that's the scenario that I'll be putting myself into. And I want you to teach me and react accordingly. And it's two different scenarios like that that last about 25 to 30 minutes each. Mm, mm. So it's essentially the tester is then testing you on your instructional ability as they pretend to not really know what's going on from a driver's point of view. Oh, snap. So you go through it as if it's a whole lesson, you know, start with the theory, make sure they're, they've got that in the mental and then move on to the practical. And if they're really struggling, offer a demonstration or, you know, correct them as they go and, and offer feedback as they go and just make it like a nice, warm, inviting, like vibe in the car for them to be able to ask questions and not be put off the whole scope of it really gets tested on you get tested on how at ease you make the tester feel making sure they're they're aware that they're allowed to ask questions sweating you know, buckets giving, and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> giving clear direction and, and honest feedback and and everything that goes into it mm-hmm. so two different scenarios like that over 60 minutes so 30 minutes each or so and mm-hmm. then at the end of that you're you're given the result and depending on the result of the third and final test you're qualified or you're not you either have to sit it again or you're qualified from then on out mm, I get you. so it's a whole thing that took me about I'm going to say about eight months or so to go from start to finish but that's bearing wow. in mind that that's, that might sound long, but that's probably the quickest it could have been because I was ungrateful enough that it happened this way, but I was able to pass everything first time. So if there was any uh, fails uh, on any stage, it would have obviously... You go, Natalie. Oh, and guess <laughs> what? I'm just going to say, I did a little bit of research on Natalie O'Reilly. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to read something that, that I saw online. <laughs> and outstanding okay. 95.5% ADI stage three result. Once again, for our trainee, Natalie O'Reilly, who today became a qualified driving instructor and whose life and career path has now changed forever. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, knowing that yeah. uh, you you did that that well that quickly i mean wow that's amazing like that's thank you huge like wow wow thank you so much i appreciate so, that yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I was really happy with it, especially to get, you know, not only to get the result, the result was like great in itself, having a high result like that at the end of it all. But mm. just to be able to get it done and to get it done first time, because yeah. not only would it delay things to have to reset certain I mean, elements. Resetting. Yeah. You know, waiting lists are never fun. But like mm-hmm. I had really put all my eggs in one basket here for the last and final stage, the instructional ability stage. The job I had at the time, I quit that about a month prior to the instructional ability but I mean, at this stage, you already were like, handed in my notes. Go hard or go home, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I was done with the job I was in at the time. I was really seeing how this was going to pan out for me because I was at the final hurdle and I was practicing really hard with my mentor and mm. everything was going really well. And I was like, let me just nip this in the bud and kind of put all my eggs in one basket and just bet on myself. And really, really honestly betting that I did pass first time because if I didn't, my notice would have been up in my previous job and I was out of the job anyway. So my plan was to give in my notice to my previous previous job so that I could like seamlessly get out of where I was and jump into what I wanted to be yeah. so there was no overlap does that make sense yeah I get you completely. so that was that was my plan that's what I wanted but if it didn't go to plan I don't know what I would have done I didn't have a plan b which is really unlike me I'm a very like have a plan b have a plan c type yeah. person well you know that's but that's women in general right guys are just like head <laughs> first they just go in and they're yeah. like oh well, we'll see how it turns out but us women we're just like okay if 
this doesn't turn out, if this doesn't work out, what's the plan B? What's the plan C? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. that doesn't work out, we'll still figure something out. We always have something we can pull out of the bag, you know, that kind of way. I mean, fair play to you, honestly, because, whew, I mean, that's tough to kind of go, you know, I'm going to plan for this. I'm going to see it through and no safety net. Yeah, no safety pretty much. Net. That's, yeah. that's ballsy. <laughs> that's ballsy. Yeah. Oh and God. that, yeah, <laughs> it really surprised me that I was so willing to do that. And But I think that kind of spurred me on because it's very rare, like extremely rare that I'd have a moment of not having a plan B. Yeah. So I think that kind of spurred me on to think, okay, if I can just go for it and really put myself into this wholeheartedly, it has to work out. There's no other option for me right now. Let me just... Can I ask you a question? You said it was only a few weeks, you know, to the end at this point that you decided this is it. Like, this is... Like, you're going to just go for it like like this, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is almost eight months in. This is seven months plus in. Do you, at this point, think that you were convicted? I think is the word I'm looking for, right? Because if you knew already that, you know, teaching was your passion and you already started feeling like this is, you know, something that you were almost meant to do at this point. Yeah. Do you not almost feel like you were called to it at this point? Because, I mean, seven months in, you kind of know that this is what you want to do, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Like, after the first stage the theory test you already know whether it's worth it or not right because you're paying 150 euros to answer 100 questions like (laughs) that's already weeding out people you know um (laughs) (laughs) really yeah so yeah like seven or seven and a half months in I'm definitely fully convinced that there's no other way around this whether I get stage three on the first go or not doesn't matter to me what matters is I get it in the end yeah like there's no way I'm backing out of this now I put in x amount of hours x amount of euro like it's happening for me I'm done with the job I've had for so long I want something different this is what I want I want the driving instructing so Mm. yeah I was full-blown determined to just have this career but I think I really, really just wanted to get it first time, not only to avoid waiting around for another test date, but just to get it and just to have it and be doing it, you know, to train for something so intensively for so long and to still have to go back to your nine to five. It's so, it it gives you a certain amount of hope, I suppose, because you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, Mm. but it's still, you're going back to the nine to five that's consuming you on such a regular basis. And you're, you know, that there's something different out there just waiting for you that I'm like, no, I, I, I have to give this all of my energy. I have to give this driving instructing all of my energy if I want this to work out, you know, because otherwise, why am I giving this nine to five any extra amount of energy that could be taken away from what I really want at the end of the day? Does that make sense? So like giving my focus and my energy to what I need rather than what's kind of getting me by, but also making me really unhappy at the same time. Yeah, I gotcha. That's where I was coming from, I think. Yeah, but it's good. It's good because at least then you know, like at the end of the day, whoever stuck with it through the whole three, like really is absolutely yeah, they're 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 all in for it, you know. Yeah, they're determined to do it. It's not someone that just fell into it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like someone just fell into being a driving instructor, right? It sounds like no. if, if you if you're doing it, you you really wanted to do it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Oh my! God. If you're not Imagine. into it, you like you've already stopped yeah. trying to qualify. You know. Yeah, forget about it. Like you know, you'd know. Like you said, you'd know pretty early if you wanted to do it. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. no one's going to go through all that kind of testing because, yeah, no. No, I've, like there's a lot of time and prep that goes into it just to get to the standard. Like, never mind the fees and stuff. Like, <laughs> I know I said it was 150 for the theory. But then it's Hello. 200 euro a piece for the driving test and the instructional ability test. And we're not even so talking like, about all the studying and all the, all the sweating lessons, buckets like, with all the testing. Yeah, oh exactly. my goodness. All the stress. Oh yeah. gosh. Just me being in the car alone as a student, like I'm shaking, <laughs> let alone. And I see what you have to do on your end when like the pressure, like just even being an, an instructor, like what it takes in terms of character and skill and you know the abilities. Like I see what you have to do. It's not just about knowing stuff, right? There's a difference no. between like knowledge and there's a difference between like your you know skill and ability. It's good to know, like know all the theory, right? And then mm. difference between actually putting it into action. Like <laughs> the amount of times you and I have been at a roundabout, and then you're like, because I didn't catch on in time. And obviously now I've gotten so much better. Thank you yeah yeah. (laughs) there's been progress there's been progress since the early days for sure thank you but obviously being able to react that quickly I know that that's obviously something that someone has to know how to 
to do and know how to like mm. not just knowing but being able to put it into practice or put it into action in time but also being yeah. calm enough so that your student isn't freaking out because if you freak out they're gonna freak out and then it all goes to exactly. you know nothing yeah you then know? everyone's having a bad time exactly you know yeah yeah it's really on me to kind of set the tone and keep exactly. it there so that's so, part of what I want to yeah. like dive into a little bit if somebody wanted to consider being a driving instructor what are some mm-hmm. of the characteristics they have to kind of think about yeah like if you know you don't have this forget about it (laughs) well if you if you don't have if you don't have patience automatically forget about it like get out of it don't even dip in it's not for you it's not for you because um some people think they're patient right but they're not right (laughs) yeah exactly like do a few tests put yourself in some stressful scenarios whatever that may be i don't know i'm not anyone on anything here but you gotta really have patience patience as long as the lesson would last which Mm. is a standard hour so high stress situation for an hour and if you're coping and you're not like crying on the floor then yeah maybe consider it and, and see what happens but you're if doing you don't have multiple. patience forget about it mm-hmm. so you've got to be oh, able yeah. to adapt to all these people every single day and Absolutely. if somebody cannot handle that right forget about it right yeah like pretty much if you can't adapt and you don't have patience then it's not the right thing for you because oh, different like you just said there different people different ability levels and and different ways of communicating and oh, and, yes. and things so the communication like is what key, i do right? Yeah, exactly. And the way I communicate to one person might not be the same for the next and so on and so forth. And that's that's nothing I mean in a negative way. That's just mm. generally how people communicate. And I get to know a person and I know what works for them. And I know what will make something stick. And I know what will make something a bit more frustrating. Yeah. So if you're not able to adapt the way you're communicating and the way you're teaching yeah. and, that you, and you don't have the patience to underlie all of that at the same time, no, <laughs> not for you, my friend. Absolutely mm. not. Those two are absolute like essentials in this game for sure. Um, and, um, and just being able to stay calm as well like keep a cool head mm. if something's going wrong and nine times out of ten something is definitely going to go wrong unless you've got an experienced driver beside you you're kind of guaranteed to have to chime in be it verbally to say do this differently or do that instead or whatever you might need to interpret differently or to actually physically chime in and like get in on that clutch and allow the car to stop mm. you know like or, you said. To yeah. or whatever you know yeah those dual pedals are there for a reason we're not mm. just sitting there looking at them so if <laughs> just watching the road with these, you go on then <laughs> yeah but like to use these things and to have to I keep saying the word adapt it's the only word I can think of mm. but you have to just be on the ball the full hour the mm. whole time regardless the of what in else the moment, is going on in all your the life. time yeah mm. yeah so like I'm looking at the road with you probably mm. even a bit a little bit more than you mm. and I'm looking at what you're doing as well and I'm trying to figure out do I need to step in here at any point on a verbal or a physical level if I don't brilliant off you go you keep doing your thing you keep learning but nine times out of ten you're definitely going to have to be chiming in unless like I said you've got an experienced driver beside you yeah you can't get carried away with the person either there's a difference between chit-chatting and then staying focused as well right because there's small talk but then you kind of have to still in the back of your mind be like yeah but I'm focused on what we're doing what we're doing exactly yeah yeah like you're not coming to me and paying me for an hour just so you can tell me about your family holiday like that's clearly <laughs> not what you're coming to me for oh, <laughs> to deliver a bit more than that you know yeah, so yeah, that is fine at the beginning you know set the tone make sure the nerves are okay and and kind of just like you Natalie, know build I up like, that relationship Natalie, I felt like that was a little bit of a low blow <laughs> <laughs> no if you want to come at me come <laughs> at me you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't I promise I'm it only wasn't. messing with <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good to build up a relationship yeah and, yeah. and to kind of have that chit chat going but that's definitely not the main focus the main focus is is what you've come for you know yeah get in the driver's seat get going get progressing learn more and and just keep doing more so the chit chat really aids the relationship building and the trust exactly building a relationship so that they can trust you and you know you can understand what their pain points are I I can understand that with students or with somebody who you're trying to teach or train or what have you they Mm. might be a little bit concerned about something but they might not voice it right because they're not sure if you'll take that into consideration you know how some people can be like they're 
they might feel like, oh, maybe she'll think I'm a bit, I'm a bit slow and, you know, they'll be a bit insecure yeah. about that. And you're like, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I need to know where you're at so I can be sure that I'm meeting you at your level and you really 100%. need to be able to pull that out, don't you? And it's yeah. knowing that, you know, that customer service side of things, isn't it? Yeah. Meeting them at their they level, can. isn't it? Absolutely. Because if you're not meeting them at their level, they could feel intimidated. They could yeah. feel like they get out of the car and they haven't actually progressed at all. They yeah. could feel like it was a waste of time, a waste of money. Yes. And then they've gone on to someone else like a different yeah. instructor or yeah. else they just kind of packed it in all together and they think yeah. driving isn't for them that act of um, listening is so key honestly um, yeah being really helpful is. and being tactful and just finding ways to give that feedback in a constructive way I, I believe is probably one of your biggest in my experience with you has been mm. one of the biggest things I've really enjoyed about you because I oh, find thanks. that some people in my experience when they're trying to give criticism it's all like, negative like. they kind of just tell you you're crap you're crap you're crap you don't know what you're doing yeah. and it's like oh gee thanks just I whack know. my ego just tear me to pieces why don't you you know kick me when i'm down yeah right, yeah, yeah thanks you know and yeah. I like that you tell me you did this great. This is what you need to improve. You know, you did this. These are some things that I think you could do better. And, you know, you give mm. me something, you know, give me some nuggets. Give me something, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's really great about what you do as well, you know. So, yeah, so much. I just wanted to just put that in there. Thank you. Because that's character building, isn't it? It gives that person that little bit of confidence to keep going. And I think that's really important, especially for new drivers, because absolutely. you know you don't you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're starting with. And at least you have something to go okay well at least I know I'm doing something right and I think that's really yeah exactly people yeah yeah like if, if you go into anything new driving or any other skill you're maybe trying to pick up and your mentor or tutor or whoever is giving you all negative you're going to eventually if not off the first lesson feel as if this is definitely not for you if yeah. all the feedback is negative you're kind of going to be thinking well what's the point then if I'm this bad at it you yeah. know yeah but it, it has to be a thing where you take away okay I definitely did that wrong but yeah. at least I know what the standard is and what I need to get it to at least exactly. know the standard of where you need to be exactly you know? yeah but otherwise yeah. like all hope is lost and no one's going to want to be coming back to you for lessons or no one's going to want to be even attempting to drive and it's just going to put more nerves more fear more anxiety in the mix and you don't need any more of that especially when you're in control of a vehicle going x amount of kilometers an hour like you need to have as much of a calm and inviting vibe i suppose you could say within the car in order to allow for the questions to free flow and the concerns to free flow and then you know okay i know that the roundabouts are going to be a bit of you know maybe a bit of a tricky one for them to maneuver around it seems to cause a bit of anxiety when they're chatting to me i know now to spend a bit more time the normal on that when it comes to the theory and maybe I'll even go for a demonstration mm. let them see how it's done and how it's done properly yes you know, I so. love that yeah we did that didn't we we talked about yeah you know explain one and then see one see and then one. do one that was brilliant yeah. that was so brilliant. a lot of people like that yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. people like that not everyone does a lot of people yeah. don't like to see it being done they just kind of have it in their head already that from the theory that it's fine and they're able to kind of jump in and yeah. give it a go and, and it's, it's grand but yeah, yeah a lot of people do like to, to see it being done they know yeah. what the standard is and then yeah. they know what they need to match yeah. and I think that works really really well for a lot of people yeah I think some people skip the C1 bit because they get a bit nervous when they see a professional do one because they're like oh I can't meet that standard so they're like okay once oh, I've explained one yeah I know that because some people are like oh no I can't do it at that level so they're like no if I hear it and then I'll just go for it right so once I mm. go for it I know that that's a beginner's level then I can try and beat that level that's what some people that's the mentality uh, yeah. yeah okay I'm with you on that yeah, yeah that's interesting I've never yeah. thought about it like that but before. when you do one it's like oh so she's excited me to do it like that oh no oh no you know <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's it like boom boom sh- sh- and then it's like there you go and it's like I can't do that you know <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess it I yeah. guess it so that's how some people think and it's like no no I'm just showing you that that's like that's what it looks like so mm. yeah you're supposed to try and meet that level but you know eventually you'll get there but that's the thing as well yeah. that word you just said eventually yeah. with driving or with any skill that you're trying to pick up it has to be I'll get to this eventually yeah you're not going to get and pick something up so quickly unless you're like mad talented and you're just one of those people exactly but the majority of people it takes time yeah they get so intimidated get behind they the see wheel, it and they're you know? just like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah or or they kind of get frustrated maybe halfway yeah. through the through the lessons lesson five six seven and they're expecting a lot more out of themselves than they're getting yes and that's it expecting a lot in. more yeah 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 Do you not and, find and that people already they in their mind they've already told themselves that they should already know something 
I think the, mm-hmm. in this day and age, a lot of people are, they already put so much pressure on themselves and already told themselves that this thing, I should already know it. And like, it's, it should be easier, right? And yeah, then they get yeah. to it and it's not. And it's like, no, it's not easier. Just because a lot of people know how to do it doesn't make it easier. First of all, it's yeah, only for sure. easy for them because they've done it X amount of times. You need to go yeah. through your process too. And explaining that to many people, like each time is what gets them to the calmness and to the level that, okay, so I'm at the beginner's level okay cool yeah look it's you will get there you will get there just with time and that's why I feel like so many people they just believe it's easy first time I I find that what a lot of people the impression they have under learning how to drive is because the RSA has the 12 EDT course that you have to sit before you're eligible for your driving test a lot of people think that the 12 EDT lessons is all you need to actually be at the skill level required for the driving test and that's completely false (laughs) I'm so glad you said this Natalie and I completely agree with you I telling you know my husband this the other day that as soon as I saw 12 I said there's no way it's 12 Mm, yeah 12 for you know yeah I'm glad they said 12 sure whatever but in my heart of hearts I genuinely believe that you definitely need at least at least even if it's an extra two or four in my opinion at least what do you think in your opinion it completely depends on the circumstances that the student has outside of the lesson that's so true yeah if the only time the student has in the car is when you're coming to me you're going to need a hell of a lot more time behind the wheel versus someone that has a car be it their own or you know family member or whatever that they can practice in their own time in between lessons then you really notice the difference between lessons because that person's able to just keep a steady progress it was the same situation I was in like in between any type of lesson the only time I had in the car was with the instructor so I wasn't doing anything other than like revising theory or watching some videos on a certain topic you know trying to keep my mental up to date with what was expected of me like me sitting at the top of the bus like at the top with the driver and the bus I love that story oh my gosh Uh, with yeah, no pedals, fun. just going the bus drivers and driving properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a that. good try. I mean, you know, you do your best you do, with what you yeah, have. Yeah. But no, I completely <laughs> agree with you. I mean, even if you only have a little bit of experience previously, at least you have some kind of mental visual that you can use. But I completely yeah. get you in terms of, you know, if you have no car to practice with, then what are you doing? You've got no mm-hmm. muscle memory. You've got nothing. Yeah. And you come back in the car and, you, you know, you've got zilch. And every time you come back in, literally, it's like you're starting from scratch again. You spend the first 15, 20 minutes that you're trying to just figure it out all over again. And yeah. depending yeah. on the gap between your last lesson and the one you've, you're in at the at the time that you've gone in the car just there, like if it's mm. one week, if it's two weeks, depending on, you know, that time, the space, I mean, you're yeah. literally starting all over again, to be honest, because all that gap, you know, everything, you know how the brain goes, everything just kind of yeah. falls out. Yeah. And then like adrenaline kicks in and things that just get forgetful anyway. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of time to be picked up on if you are not practicing in your own time. Yeah. Um, but that's honestly the story for a lot of people because insurance is so expensive these days. The majority of people can't afford it in their own time anyway yeah let's um, talk but, about insurance let's talk a little bit about it. <laughs> how do you burn up before you became an instructor did you have your own car with insurance yeah i did indeed yeah okay. license my own car talk to me about insurance without so when you weren't an instructor and when you became an instructor is it crazy to be honest i was only driving with my car on a full license for two years prior to becoming an instructor ah, so, so i only have two years worth was, of insurance to go uh, off of. yeah so your insurance would have been high anyway wouldn't it ish yeah, yeah like it was I'd say like the lower end of the ballpark to be honest mm. with you as mm. far as what my friends were being quoted my mm. first quote for my first year my own car I think it was in the realm of 1700 oh my and God. then it dropped which is like so cheap compared to what it is now right and then my second year that dropped to about I think it was like 12 or 1300 oh that's nice yeah and then my driving instructor insurance the first year was a little bit under 1100 what yeah it, it's How? actually been a bit cheaper yeah that's mad um, yeah honestly not really too sure what goes into the whole process of determining insurance prices and then into this career thinking oh insurance is going to be through the roof insurance yeah. is going to be through the roof yeah. this is something I even want but no people were telling me it's actually not that bad and they're I mean, right. considering I it is because you have to go through all those extra tests and like prove that yeah. you're in control of the vehicle yeah. regardless of you being in the driver's seat or the passenger seat I guess you've got that extra security from my skill level to be Mm. able to to kind of regulate the price Mm. at all 
talk to me about like the age range of the new learners and some of the struggles that they tend to have. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the age range is concerned, it is predominantly students coming straight out of school, just wanting to learn immediately. So mm-hmm. you're talking like 17, 18, 19. Mm. Um, I'd say that's probably about 80, 85% of my client base. Mm-hmm. But I could have anyone like in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. It's, mm-hmm. it's just that you're always going to have the majority be in the lower age group because yeah. that's kind of just how it is nowadays people just want to learn how to drive and get that license and just get it done no one's really putting it on the long finger so much anymore you know yeah gotcha. so that's how it would be as far as age pool is concerned the struggles is completely individualistic it kind of depends on if they've had any history or maybe even experience surrounding driving so i don't know maybe they're in their 30s and they were driving when they were early 20s and they were put off by it maybe they had an incident or they just didn't feel in control or they you know whatever can happen can happen mm-hmm. and they might have a bad experience that they're kind of carrying forward and they're trying to overcome that at the same time as trying to reintroduce themselves the skill again gotcha have you seen any pattern in any particular like maneuvers or anything like that that seems to be coming up specifically yes but i'm not sure if this has anything got to do with experience or anything if anything it's probably just lack of experience when it comes Mm. to maneuvers the reverse around the corner on a left corner Mm. is something that's mandatory for the standard driving test and so it's something that has to be covered in the EDT lessons Mm. and that's something that the majority of people are going to struggle with tenfold Mm. and I think if anything it's probably just down to the fact that there's not a whole lot of focus put on reversing until that Mm. point you know like yeah it should be introduced a little bit but obviously like the majority of the driving is done going forwards (laughs) so this whole kind of mental aspect of not only am I now reversing but I'm reversing while turning around a corner and a lot of people have difficulty in trying to steer around the corner they kind of think the steering should be done in the opposite way rather than how it should be it's almost like uh, looking in a mirror and trying to do something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. definitely like i'd say in the majority of people like 90 to 95 percent of people that's probably the biggest trend i suppose you could say that they all have in common is that they would struggle with that maneuver specifically that's wild mm. one thing i've seen on the road though me personally just now that i've been doing a little bit of driving with yourself is that mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people don't stop at the stop sign <laughs> That's so true. Like and a lot literally, of even like, when I'm in the taxi, I'm in the taxi <laughs> and he's just going, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Is there something wrong with like because we're in the same car? Like, did you did you miss it? Did I? Well, what's going on here? And no one, they don't see the sign, they don't see the box, they don't see because that's why I started asking you questions because I was just feeling like, am I wrong or is is everyone is everyone because everyone can't be wrong, surely? Like, is it just me? And then then you explain to me, no, no, you're like you're right. I'm like, oh, so everyone's just silly. Okay, okay, cool. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and then God, you see yeah. like two people stop and everyone's like you know giving them a little you know hunk and I'm like side eye or whatever yeah what <laughs> yeah so, I know everyone's silly then okay cool just I just thought to double check <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. This is my take on it, I suppose you could say, is probably the more this person or this driver is doing this skill, like years on years on years, Mm -hmm. the more relaxed they become with it to the point where it's a bit too relaxed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like to the point where they obviously know the rules, they know to stop at a stop sign, but they're not going to probably because they feel like, oh, they've gone through this junction so many times and you kind of know what the the traffic flow is like. I'll just try and zip around it as if it's a yield marking or whatever Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. a stop sign. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I think happens. Mm. But who knows? That's it. They actually use it as a yield marking. It's, that's exactly yeah, it. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. So how do you keep your cool in a high stress situation? Because we've had a few of those. And yeah, I guess you yeah. do get them with almost every new, I suppose, driver that you have in your yeah. car. There's always going to be one or two moments where it's like, oh, got to take over. Got to take over. You know? Yeah. So how yeah, do you keep true. your cool in those moments? Because my heart's pumping when, when it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of had a bit of a mess up and you have to take over so and you're just so calm like you I don't even see you like flinch you're not even anything you just all of a sudden I'm not even in control anymore and the car is okay and you're like okay everything's back to normal you can like it's back to you again and I'm just like back to you, what, yeah. what, what even happened I don't even know like, <laughs> I had a like I literally had a few moments and then it's 
what <laughs> you know so what, <laughs> yeah. like how do you do it like well I think a lot of it just comes down to the backbone of knowing what to do, mm. knowing what, what the reaction within the vehicle should be. Mm. So like the whole time I'm with a driver and I'm in the passenger seat, obviously, and they're driving along, I have to be watching what they're doing to make sure they're doing things correctly and in the right process. But I absolutely have to be standing the road ahead of me as far as I can and identifying anything that could possibly go wrong. Mm. So by the time you realize what you're up against, be it a roundabout or a pedestrian walkway or a car that looks like a be pulling out by the time you realize what's going on I've already clocked it five car lengths back and I know what the reaction should be so that if your reaction time is not up to speed yet for lack of a better way of saying it I just know how to chime in because I've already been anticipating that this has happened so it's just from knowing what the vehicle needs in order to get the end goal be it to stop the car or well nine times out of ten it's to stop the car but knowing that okay if she or he in the driver's seat beside me if they don't respond within the next five seconds, I need to take over because if it's anything more than five seconds, something's going to happen here. Mm. So I have to be able to allow you the time to react. Mm. And if you don't, then I chime in. Mm. I can't just chime in and react all over the place and not give you the opportunity to grow and to learn. Mm. That's then counterproductive and you're now paying for me to drive you around the place from the passenger (laughs) side. (laughs) Right? So it's all about timing as well. And I think that just comes from experience of being on the road in general right and having the full license anyway and kind of taking my driving experience with me into this career so I have to be able to time it so that you still have the opportunity to chime in if you're able to but if you're not it's okay because that's what I'm here for and to do something wrong you need to just take away okay yeah I'm not doing that again that's clearly what messed me up the last time that we did properly this time but you know all in a safe space let me just clarify that and I like that about that yeah definitely yeah so in those moments when like you can sometimes have a, a frustrated student, Correct, what do you yeah. do when things get tough in those moments? So if the student is kind of overly frustrated or flustered or whatever you've got, my main priority is as soon as possible where it's safe, stop the vehicle. Mm. Let them just stop and breathe and kind of try and decompress as much as possible. Mm. So say we're in, I don't know, the likes of a car park or a residential area. It's likely to be that I can find a safe space for us to pull over relatively quickly Mm. because it's more than likely not going to be a busy area. Mm. And that's fine. They can decompress and everything's okay. If we're on a main road coming up to a junction or, you know, something in a bit more high stress situation where it's not as convenient for us to stop and we do need to progress in order to not hold up traffic Mm. and there's a little bit more driving to be done before I can get them somewhere to pull in and stuff Mm. that's when I have to get to a point where I can talk them through every single step without sounding patronizing so tell them exactly what to do in a tone that doesn't sound as if I'm talking down to them yeah that makes sense yeah so you know coaching them through it so that they know what to do and they're not getting anything wrong because the more than likely the reason they're getting frustrated is maybe because they are making mistakes or something out of their control is happening so I got to make sure that they're doing things correctly but also staying in control of the vehicle to get us from A to B B being the point where I can just get them to pull in and stop so it's it's literally just broken down step by step okay check your rear view mirror check your left wing mirror signal left get on your brake pedal now clutch in bring it back down to second gear like I'm just talking through absolutely everything that they need to do to avoid the chances of them messing up again because that's just going to add to their frustration but to also maybe show them that by the time they get to the area where I get them to pull in and stop maybe they'll realize oh well I was so frustrated back there but because I knew what to do and I was being told what to do I still got us here and I got us here fine Mm -hmm. and there was no mistakes even when I was feeling so stressed or feeling so frustrated or whatever it might be so it kind of just comes down to the root of if you know what to do and you know what the vehicle needs then your frustration or your stress or whatever you've got going on will diminish Mm. so like long-term goal is to be so in the know with what the vehicle needs and what the reaction has to be that you don't even need to feel stressed about it mm-hmm. that being the long-term goal long-term obviously being the key word there because that's something that takes time mm-hmm. to have that type of mental to just sit back and say okay well I've just conked out there maybe on approach to the roundabout for whatever reason maybe I didn't put the clutch in quick enough to allow the car to stay alive I know that now because that's what happened the last time when my instructor was coaching me through it let me just get up and get going again mm. so it's all just about kind of breaking it down real simple calming tone of voice and get them somewhere they can pull in and stop once they've pulled in and stop windows down or you know hop out the vehicle for a minute get some fresh air breathe relax let them rant let them rant is so important so important to just get that out get rid of that energy 
So let them rant for however many minutes they need to rant in order to get that out of them. And then kind of go back to them with, okay, absolutely understand where you're coming from. This is why that thing went wrong. And this is how you prevent that from happening in future. Mm. Now let's do the same lap again and go for some redemption. And you'll find that once they get the negative energy out of them, get rid of all that frustration and they know with a clearer head what happened and how to prevent it. You do the same lap again and it's like 10 times better and they feel amazing because they just overcome what gave them so much frustration in such a short space of time. Mm. So basically just break it down, stay calm and, and try and let them understand that once they know what to do, they can do it. Everyone can probably relate to this, be it driving or a different skill. If you want to do something and you just don't know the correct steps on the order yes, in which to do it, it can yes. be very frustrating. It can be. Like you have the standard, you know what it's like to get the car to pull off smoothly. Why isn't it working for me this time? That's so yeah. annoying. Once you have the information, <laughs> then, you know, bingo, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I'd say. Stay calm, relay the information, then let them breathe. <laughs> mm, I gotcha. Some of the benefits that you found in your life of becoming a driving instructor that you've seen and experienced so far? Okay, the number one that's jumping to mind right now is like the work-life balance. Okay. Because any job I've had prior to this has been very demanding as far as time and scheduling is concerned. Okay. So like minimum five day weeks and like really long hours to do. Nine to five was like the best time schedule I had up until this job. Okay. I used to have to work very, very strenuous hours and stuff. Um, so work-life balance is amazing because not only am I able to plan my own schedule and work around my own diary, mm -hmm. like that gives me enough time to account for, you know, anything from medical appointments to like my friend's birthday party. Mm. And I'm not having to bend over backwards asking my manager for time off to go to the dentist or trying to find someone to swap their shift with me so I can make the appointment it's there the dentist gives me the appointment I'm gone it's fine yeah. you know but and it then it does mean that you have to be very very on top of your scheduling though oh when yeah it comes absolutely. To, when you say work-life balance yes that's great but whoever wants to do this if they want to do it the way you're doing it they've got to be on top of their scheduling like really on top of it though that's yeah 100 percent Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you got to be able to say, okay, yeah, I want to, you know, go to this appointment or I want to go to this get together or whatever it might be. And I'll have to lose out on like half a day on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Well, where am I making up that half a day? Yeah. Like the, the responsibility is purely too. on you. Yeah. yeah. I think absolutely. one thing I really respect about you, Natalie, no matter what, is that whatever the case may be, you're very professional and you're also very like, you know, you stick to your boundaries when it comes to like your scheduling. <laughs> Come what may, like you're gung ho with your scheduling do you know what I mean and I love yeah. that about it because obviously you know what you want out of it mm. you've planned yourself accordingly and it works yeah. for you I think that's really yeah important. it is really important but I didn't come into this job with that I kind of had to learn that the hard way mm. I first came into this job and I you know finding my feet as anyone would with scheduling mm. especially it's the first time I've been in charge of my own schedule everything mm. up until this point has always been handed to me in a roster mm. and I was working like until 7 8 9 p.m some days what? most days yeah, it was really bad, actually. And mm -hmm. the, the point where I realized I can't continue like this is where I was just like constantly feeling tired and mm -hmm. groggy and like mm -hmm. fed up. And I was like, this I knew in I my signed. mind. I this like, is this not is, what I thought yeah. I signed up for. <laughs> not only is, is this not what I signed up for, but I'm starting to now almost regret booking yeah. in these lessons mm -hmm. because of what it's doing to me mentally and emotionally. And you start like, questioning this can't go on like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out, well, why, why am I doing this? I'm the one in charge of the schedule. Why am yeah. I working until 8 p.m.? That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. And you know, if, if I'm not in the right headspace, the student isn't benefiting from it either, you yeah. know, because yeah. then they're not seeing me at my best and getting the best out of the lesson as they could be and as they should be. So it's definitely not always been this way. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm pretty on top of my scheduling now as far as mm -hmm. the hours I work, the days I work, unless something comes up or that needs to be modified. Mm -hmm. But you got to be anyone coming into this. That's what I'd say is don't kind of run away with your schedule and think you have to bend over backwards for everyone. Like the one person that can only work at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday, like that person might just not be for you if that's the case they could find an instructor down the road that's only doing evenings and nights because yeah. they might have something different going on in their yeah. life schedule what other benefits have you gotten i'm just generally happier as a person <laughs> to be doing something that i like yes. i find myself in a much better mood i just feel healthier in myself yeah the last job i had was just kind of wearing me down a bit mentally to the point where i was not that i was sad or anything i just wasn't it's almost like i was numb to life does that make sense yeah like i was kind of just going through the days going through the motions not really feeling much of anything there's just so 
much out of this job that I take from that I kind of get power and and, and energy from mm. you know when someone go into the test and they pass and you come out and you feel it's not that you're taking away from their success because they've absolutely put the work in and they've yeah. they've done everything they needed to get to that point but there is a real sense of achievement and yeah. you feel proud because yeah because you're you a part want of to help coach them yeah yeah exactly and that's um something that I really really love and really enjoy out of this job is that you just feel constantly rewarded even yeah. if it's a day full of like I don't know you've got five or six people booked in in a day and say they're all just like EDT one two and three very very early beginners there's mm. still loads of room for improvement there yeah regardless of whether or not I get someone passing their test on a day if it's all just EDTs one two and three there's still yeah. so much I can take from that yeah. because you still see so much progress out of the yeah. person and it's the progress you know, as well isn't it yeah yeah you can see them absolutely. getting more and more confident every time yeah 100 percent. so Brilliant. that's something that I really like because even if I'm having a day where maybe I didn't sleep great the night before and I'm a bit down on energy I just need that to keep me going and that gives me immediate kind of gratification that okay yeah this is fine like forget about how tired you may or may not feel this is what's keeping you going today this is grand you know Mm. all right and this is just my final question okie doke So what are your favorite tips for the new drivers when you're sending them off on your own? Okay, favorite tips, favorite tips, favorite tips. I think some of it would probably be a little bit personalized, Mm -hmm. you know, to certain people, depending on what they may or may not have really struggled with during the lessons, but kind of overall in general, stay calm, stay focused, read the road ahead, text me if you need me. That's usually what I leave people with. (laughs) You know, if you're done with your lessons and you're going for your test, or even if you've done your test and you've passed and you're gone, there's still a lot of stuff that, you know, you might have to encounter for the first time, you know, your first trip over to Galway, your first time on the motorway, your first time doing this that or the other you know and mm-hmm. um, there's still a couple of firsts to be had even mm-hmm. after the driving test mm-hmm. so yeah definitely stay calm stay focused read the road ahead text me if you need me that's always kind of the motto <laughs> I suppose you could say <laughs> but uh, yeah for personalizations it just depends on what they've kind of struggled with so maybe if roundabouts has been something that they've had to overcome whatever they might have struggled with maybe mm-hmm. just put in a point on that you know Mm. remember x y and z about that thing you know you've got this you're fine you've overcome that let's not slip back down that road yeah but i kind of try and make it clear to anyone and everyone just text me if there's something that comes up that you're really struggling with yeah you know most things you'll find on google or just through talking with friends family but for whatever reason if those resources don't give you the answer you're looking for Mm -hmm. just shoot me a text and i'll get back to you when i can that's fantastic natalie you've been exceptional and gracious <laughs> and wonderful and such a wonderful wonderful guest on the show oh where can we Thank find you. you where can we find you if we're looking for you so the main avenue at the moment is just facebook um at natalie's driving school i'm trying to get some other things in the works but right now my schedule is just too busy that even if i had other avenues open i wouldn't be able to fill any requests coming in through them so no facebook at the moment at natalie's driving school you can message me there or my number is up there email is up there it's just natalie driving school okay. um any of those avenues will, will get you on to me and yeah we can contact me there perfect i'll put that in the description notes perfect thank you so much for being on the show you're so awesome oh yeah oh my god thank you for having me this has been <laughs> unreal thank you so much for listening to the episode i'll leave some information in the show notes for you if you enjoyed the episode please don't forget to give it a good review and subscribe to the podcast for more content Ciao soon. Ciao.